This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What's happening, you guys? Welcome back to Let's Go Win Podcast. We are here today with a special guest. We have Mr. Jim Padilla. Jim is a master sales trainer and an expert team builder. His background as an athlete led him first into the world of professional sports coaching and then to business. His commitment to leadership development has earned him the honor of sharing the stage with renowned business consultant Jay Abraham and master motivator Les Brown. The combined power of leadership, teamwork, and experience is Jim's passion. This has led him to create and lead a seven-figure international sales training team and to his current work in bringing sales teams under his leadership into diverse enterprises and many areas of the economy. And he is here to talk about some leadership today. Jim, welcome, brother. Hey, so thanks so much for having me on. Truly my pleasure, man. I mean, leadership, I one of my favorite subjects, and obviously you're leading a team. It sounds like you've been doing this for a couple decades now where you've been kicking butt and you come from a sports background, which I imagine you learned a little bit in leadership there as well. But uh, yeah, brother, what's what's uh, kind of your, your thoughts and background when it comes to leadership? You know, uh, leadership is an interesting thing because I've always been a bit of a reluctant leader. Uh, I was just that guy that always knew how to talk to people. So anytime, you know, even when we were kids, when we got in trouble and they were all sitting here and teachers looking for an answer or the neighborhood mom's looking for an answer, there was always some hand in my back or everybody would step back. And I was the one left in front. So like, uh, so come up with the response. Right. And so I always had to find a way to make sure that I could minimize the damage we did, not throw my buddies under the bus and make sure I was able to pacify the situation. So it's one of those things that just kind of stepped into. Um, and then, uh, you know, as I, as I grew in, into entrepreneurship and, you know, been spent 30 years building businesses and crashing businesses, et cetera, uh, you start recognizing that that's really the key to building business is being able to show people the way, point out the path. There's so many people that want to run down the path if you can light it out for them, but very few people who want to create a path. And so when you get really good at helping people see what's the destination, what's the journey, what's the path, even if the path is tough, if it's laid out, people will at least attempt it. Yeah. So being reluctant leader, but obviously you had influence or the people around you were saying, look, this guy either does what he says he's going to do. He does lead. So you were leading by example. Clearly there was something there. So you had that personality. How did you develop the traits to really become uh, comfortable in leadership? Because I think listeners right now may be in that same position where, look, I don't necessarily want to be the leader, but people are looking at it at that at me as that. So what were some keys for you to really develop your leadership skills and and become the leader you are today? Well, it really started uh, with the, the childhood that I had. You know, I, I grew up in an abusive environment and uh, I ended up in foster care um, as you know, 13 and on the streets and gangs at 16 and in jail by 19. And, you know, Dan, when you spend the first 20 years of your life learning how to read the room, because that was how you had to survive. So I had to read the room and figure out who, you know, how do I influence people in my direction so they don't see me as a threat and want to see me as an ally? You start learning how to provide value to people, or at least how to be seen as valuable and how to help people get what they want, which then, of course, ended up in, you know, the delivering of what I, what I needed. And, um, you know, I, little did I know that, you know, 20 years later, I'd make millions of dollars teaching other people 
how to do the same thing. You know, and that's what we do with our sales teams now as an outsourced sales company. Um, you know, we step into people's brands and we read the room, blend in. And our focus is to be able to deliver a seamless branded experience that leads to sales instead of bringing a bunch of salespeople who are just selling your stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to dive in a little bit into, obviously, I didn't know that on your background, but my goodness, to go from you know, foster care, which that's, that can be a very difficult environment to you even mentioned being incarcerated to utilizing some of those skills or a lot of those skills, reading the room, providing value. What a great way to look at some not necessarily positive experiences in your life, but really to help shape what you're doing today. Um, yeah, man, I, I know we're talking about leadership, but I'd love to just get into your mindset a little bit on sure. how were you able to do that? Because again, I would love to see everybody that had those unfortunate steps at some point in their life, turn it around and and be as successful as you've been. Yeah. Um, you know, it's now, I mean, I wish I could say I had the, the level of, of insight and maturity around it when it was happening, but looking back on it now, it's, it's just, it was the greatest gift that God could give me. Right. Cause this was you know, I, I learned that literally as long as you're not dead, you're not done. You know, if you're still breathing air and on the right side of the grass, you have a reason to be here and um, that you are absolutely valuable in service to people. And um, and I spent a lot of my life trying to I, I compartmentalize. So like when I was at school, I didn't want anybody to know that I had this crappy home life. So I pretended everything was perfect. And then when I was at home, I didn't want. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to minimize the amount of things that I could probably bring home because I didn't know what was going to set my mom off and I was going to get beat for it. Right. So I had to constantly pretend nothing was no problems. Everything was okay. And I walked on glass and it was, you know, not the most ideal way to win, but that's really what got me into, um, you know, successful in sports was because I recognized that when I showed up on the ball field and I worked harder than everybody else, I received love. I received praise. And so the more praise you got, the harder I work, the better I got. And all of a sudden I'm all stars and making, you know, playing college ball and doing this other stuff. And I think it's a direct result of the fact that uh, I need, I, I, I put myself in a position that demanded that I produce. No, that's amazing, brother. And I'm, I'm so glad you, you chose that path. And obviously you're bettering so many other people because of your experiences and teaching them how to be a great leader in sales. So is it fair to say when you are in sales, you actually are leading people to a certain thing because to me, you are, right? The people are truly, you are their guide. You are their leader in whatever area of expertise that you're talking about in sales because they're looking for that sort of confidence from you. They're looking from that sort of uh, uh, you know, knowledge and and understanding and you said value earlier. So are you really a leader in the sales position as well? Hundred um, percent, and and I believe that's I believe sales is synonymous with leadership, and that's exactly it. So you're leading people to a place that they don't know. You have to recognize that even if you're talking to somebody, you know, I, I remember one of the first when I, I got I was in mortgage. I had a mortgage company years ago, and my very first loan that I closed in mortgage was for a ninety four thousand dollar refinance. And the only reason I chose that was because I wanted to have confidence. So as opposed to punching up, I was punching down. I'm like, okay, somebody who owns a ninety four thousand dollar home, I have to know more than them. 
That was the way I thought about it. At the, but the crazy thing happened was this, uh, the same day I started alone, same day my friend Cliff started alone. And 30 days later, we both find, funded alone. I made $800 on this $94,000 refinance. The same day he got paid $14,000 for a $2.1 million refinance for one of the Sacramento Kings in a, in a, in a, um, you know, in a neighborhood nearby where we were. And I realized, wow, we both did the same amount of work, put the same amount of effort in, and one got a tremendously different result, right? So I decided from that moment on, I was going to start looking for people who, regardless of their level of success, they still needed me to solve the problem that they had, right? And that's what we all have to recognize. You're solving a problem that they have. And uh, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to emphasize, I'm going to get on a soapbox for a second on this. You know, we just came through this COVID period, right? It's two years of whatever you want to call it. But it left people in doubt, fear, uncertainty, anxiety. You know, there was, regardless of what you feel and believe about it, people died and weird things happened and lives changed. Um, and how you used to sell and what we used to do is completely irrelevant to how you are, how the world is today, especially as now we're also heading into what some would call a recession or inflation or whatever it is. All I know is it, it's all it's producing more doubt, more fear less certainty. People are going to hang on to their money. They're going to hang on to their objections even more because they need to. And that means you have to be impeccable at how you show up. You have to be so crystal clear about who you're leading and how and what you're willing to do for them. You got to let people know that you want their business, that you value them and that you can care about them. That requires you to do the ex do the things is your duty and responsibility to be fully prepared as the expert, as the go-to source and solution to show up as that person that says, I know this is tough, but the mountaintop is there and I'm going and I want to bring you with me. And you start showing up for people because if you retreat, all you're going to do is slowly lose your expertise, slowly lose your positioning, slowly lose your money. But if you attack it head on, you're going to be the one that rallies the troops and you'll always be the person that is seen as the solution and you'll always win in that environment. So you have to, it, it is a pun is absolutely imperative that you spend the time right now to prepare yourself and tool yourself for the next couple of years. Cause I don't know what's coming. I just know that the people who are going to win are the people who are prepared for it and actually have a plan. Yeah, and there's no doubt. Look, we are in uncertain times and in any period of adversity, this is when a lot of people have made significant amount of wealth. Amen. I'm not talking about just making wealth, but look, this is an opportunity. And in your business uh, or mine or somebody willing to put themselves out there, there's great opportunity Something that you said again and again, though, is you said, I care about them, value. None of this sounds like hardcore sales tactics. We are talking genuinely connecting and caring about another human being. We're talking about people skills here. Uh, how does one continue to improve at those? Because obviously you're teaching people around the world uh, in sales training. Uh, how, how can people continue to improve on it? Well, you have to have an honest conversation with the, the man or the woman in the mirror and recognize that you're not all the things that you think you are. You're great at something, but you're not great at everything. And that you are a needed solution. You are needed in a lot of people's lives. Now, that doesn't mean they all need to pay for you. You need to show up and look for the problems that you can solve. What if your marketing was so good that it solved people's problems before they ever needed to pay for you? Right. You if you put out my, my goal is to put out so much goodwill that 
everybody owes me when I die. I don't want to, I, I hate owing anybody anything. And so if I can deliver value to you and give you solution and resource, then ultimately I'm winning, right? Because no matter what, just like, you know, Zig Ziglar said it best. I don't know if he said it first, but he sure said it best, right? You want what you want to get the things in life that you want. You help other people get theirs first. And that's, it, it is just so true. And, and I've had people tell me it's, it's easy to do that. It's easy to say that because I've made millions of dollars, but let me assure you that I haven't made the kind of money that I make now until I started serving people first. Right. I had, if I had this kind of skill set and the intuition, I knew how to make money, but I was making it because I needed it and I wanted it. And all of that's everything I earned all went by the wayside with bankruptcies, foreclosures and all that stuff, ill gotten gains and all that. Once I started serving people, everything changed because we've never made more money than when we just show up to take care of people and let God light the way, man. I mean, we, you know, if you're living in purpose and living in calling and doing the things you're supposed to do, the rewards will always come. So what did you learn that, brother? Because, I mean, you've talked about a couple of challenging things, that, you know, again, I don't know that you went through it, but you said a bankruptcy, you said mm-hmm. incarceration. I mean, you, you talked about uh, challenges as a child. So you literally have always, it seems, and again, haven't met you or spent much time with you, but you have this ability to uh, learn from these things and better yourself. And I, I really heard servant leadership is what you follow, but where did you pick it up, man? Was it, was it, you mentioned Zig Ziglar, you've mentioned a couple other people, you mentioned Les Brown. Is that where you're getting this from or, or where did this light shine for you where you're like, I'm going to serve others and I will reap the benefits without that being my intent. I wish I could say I was smart enough to have learned this stuff intentionally. Um, everything, all of these lessons came to me uh, as a byproduct of doing it wrong the first way and screwing things up bad. And in this particular case, I was in mortgage and I was putting people into loans that they didn't belong in because I got paid well to do it. Um, and uh, and then you know I had a woman who we put into a loan that. She lost her house. I knew she was going to lose her house. Uh, and I ran into her, her daughter at a gas station and her, and she was a 72 year old woman, her daughter. And I actually coached her younger daughter in basketball in high school, but, um, she, she pointed out to me that her mother is living in that car because as a result of what I did and what I created. And she said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. So you're the devil and, and you deserve whatever's coming your way. And I really would have preferred that she would have punched me in the face or something that I could deal with, but that what everything she said spoke right to my heart because it was true. And in that moment, I recognized that I have an incredible skill set, and I can't stand the way this stuff makes me feel. And I need to continue to use my skill set, but use it to serve these people instead of to serve me. And so in that moment, I literally just started stripping out everything I know about sales that doesn't make me feel good or doesn't serve somebody else. And I just left in the things that leave me feeling good and leave other people feeling served. And it's just been off to the races. That was in 2009. And ever since that time, it, it was that's I'm teaching people to sell by just really having honest, truth-filled conversations that lead people to make great decisions in their own best interest. And that's that's the only game we should be playing. Well, like, I mean, obviously the, the story reminds you of, of, of where you've come from and what not to do. How do you leave that brother? So you can show up as the best version of you to where, okay, these things happened yet. I'm not going to live in regret, but I'm going to push forward, bring a lot of goodwill to the world 
so that I can serve others. How are you able to do that? Because I can see so often people hang on to the story about who they were, whatever circumstance they had gone through instead of saying, okay, that happened. Now I'm going to show up as the best version of me. Well, for me, it's two things. One is it's definitely uh, you know a faith in, in in God and you know the grace of God for me is what saved me. But did it through my wife. My, when I met my wife, she showed me that she was the first person that I can recall, aside from my high school baseball coach, who showed me that I did not have to bring anything extra to the table to be valuable and loved. Right. So I left a divorce sad situation. And I was like, I'm done. Don't want anything. I, I literally had nothing to offer. I walked away from that marriage, had zero. I had a Geo Metro, right? A three-cylinder piece of crap. Geo Metro was the only possession I owned when I met my wife. And she had a six-figure career in you know, retail management, kids, great life, doing well. And she, there was nothing about me that she needed. She chose me. And that was the first person that showed me I have value in me by just being myself and not pretending to be something else and not trying to put on airs or do anything else. And it it started this self-examination of understanding that, you know, there's another way I can live my life and I don't have to worry about all these other things. They have all created the path and the journey that has led me to becoming me, but they don't define me. I love that. That doesn't define you. What a special woman that you have in your life. Congratulations to that brother. Uh, I can't believe it. It's already 17 minutes in. Jim, I'd love for people to be able to reach out to you on and what you're doing. Where can they best connect with you if they wanted to know more about leadership, about sales, about kind of your journey and path so that you can serve them as well? Yeah, uh, you know, the, the best place you can go to my my personal website is jimp360.com, jimp360.com. You find all my social medias, uh, videos about me are are pages, resources, find out how to hire us, how to work for us. Um, it basically everything we have all under one site, one location at jimp360.com. But what I want to encourage you to do is don't check all that stuff out yet. Just go to that page and on the top button, there's a contact button, push that top button on there gives you my text. Just shoot a text message. Just shoot me your name, your email. I'm going to shoot you back a gift and a resource on how to start creating a system around you that allows you to be able to hire salespeople that don't have to be rock stars to sell your goods. Right. And then just let me know how you're doing and say hello. I'd love to meet you. Yeah, brother, you're so approachable, so vulnerable and authentic. I I appreciate you coming in and and, uh, just lending your thoughts on both leadership and sales. And like you said, they're synonymous with one another. So appreciate it, brother. And thanks for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for trusting me to be part of your success team, everybody. Go make a difference, change some lives, make some money. Absolutely. You guys, I mean, look, there's so many good things Jim mentioned in this. I'm passionate about sales and leadership. You heard it from one of the best. You heard him truly be authentic and vulnerable with you. That's pretty unique in this world, and I appreciate that. So until next time, you guys, remember, your mindset matters. We'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. 
This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 